0: Good afternoon, folks. Welcome to the podcast of the Lotus Eaters for the 15th of May, 2023. I'm John Bostelios. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about why it's good to be a single mother, um, uh, Biden's border crisis, and uh, how to spot woke fishing. Because woke fishing is a real problem that we have to deal with. Anyway, let's get into it. So it was Mother's Day in America recently. It wasn't Mother's Day here, thank God. And so my timeline lit up with people going, "Oh, you know it's Mother's Day on Sunday." I was like, "Jesus Christ, what?" Because obviously yeah. I've got to get my mother present, but I also have to get present from the kids to my wife. And thank God that wasn't my problem because I thought that was only a couple of months ago. How has this come around so quickly? But it was an American thing, it wasn't my problem. Didn't have to deal with the it.
1: Distance saved me because yesterday was Mother's Day also in Greece. Oh, is it? Yeah. Everyone said, "Oh, he's far away," so oh god, that's okay then. I have an excuse for not getting presents. Did you send her no. an email?
0: Oh. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's Mother's Day in every other country, apparently, apart from this one. So I I have no idea why either. Uh, But anyway, uh, so CNN, of course, did their due diligence and uh, put out this article. Advantages of being raised by a single mother outweigh expectations and outlast childhood embarrassment. Are there any advantages to being raised by a single mother? Well, CNN actually can't list any. That's the problem. Okay. Uh, this, I'm sure this did get community noted, but that seems to have disappeared at this point, which is uh, a shame, because if anything deserves a community note, it's this bloody article, I tell you. Right. So they begin this article this way, right? Roughly 24 million, or one-third of all American children under 18, are living with an unmarried parent, according to a 2018 Pew Research Centre analysis of the census data. And 81% of those are headed by a mother. So about 20 million single-mother households in that's america. a lot that's incredible yeah i mean that's more again if there are 20 million scandinavians in existence i'd be amazed um, and yeah. 20 million single mother households in america i mean the single father ones are doubtless going to inc- encounter many of the same problems because the same pro- the, the problems that are generated by this basically come from the stress that's put on the single parent yeah. it's difficult and as a as a married father of four I'm telling you, it's difficult when you've got two of you. you know, yes. I can't even imagine how difficult it must be when you've only got one of you, right? And a
1: fifth of those um, single-parent
0: households are have a male parent. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it just can't be easy either way, right? Yeah. Um, but they say this has been a growing trend since the late 1960s. The number of kids being raind- raised by, mostly by single mums has more than doubled between 1968 and 2017. Well, that sounds catastrophic. It is. That sounds like civilizational ending. Do you think it has to numbers. do anything with the great society project? Yeah, the absolutely. Economic protectionism? <laughs> absolutely. It's because yeah. of social services. Because of the fact they'll get money from the government rather than from husband. But the point is, this is like genuinely destructive for society as a whole. And we're going to start seeing, as we go into the future, this is just going to get worse and worse and worse. But for the, the author of this, they say... For the majority of my 12 years of Catholic school, I was the only student who lived with one parent. And for that reason, I was demonstrably the poorest kid in my school. Well, that's the best argument, surely, against single parenthood right there. You're going to be poor because you only have one income. Uh, We lived off one paycheck, or paychecks when my mum held multiple jobs at once. The modest child support went to school tuition. So the first reason, reason that single parenthood is bad is, of course, poverty. And we've got loads of studies, loads Loads of studies that show this. This is just one study from 2017. Single-parent families are twice as likely to be in poverty uh, than those with with, uh, couple-parent families, with 67% of single parents reporting they struggle with finances. Therefore, single parents uh, must manage a number of stressors, including stigma, work, and poverty. Well, I wonder where the stigma comes from. Why would it be stigmatized that an obviously uh, detrimental way of raising children... Would be looked down upon by society at large. It's in no way surprising. I, I think that I think that there may be some
1: few exceptions with uh, some households that were particularly bad sure. for children. But yep. it, I don't think I think it's way too cynical to say that all most households are this way.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, the 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 problem is, yeah, you are going to have those fraction of examples that, are like, well, it was an abusive relationship, blah blah blah. Yeah, sure. Yes. But it's and and I'm not saying that it wasn't a good and necessary thing for that relationship to end for the the mother and the children sure but that's a very a very small minority of why people break up uh, most divorces are elective uh, based yeah. on happiness levels which is like great but the thing is these studies have shown that single parents also experience low levels of mental health and low psychological well-being with extensive use of mental health services so it's not like you're you break up you're suddenly a single parent and oh everything's roses no uh, these these parents uh, in this particular study, I think it was, uh, in one of these studies I've got here, uh, they just constantly go on about how they're anxious all the time because they don't know what the future's going to bring. And they've got no one to help them, They've got no support other than some bureaucrat who doesn't care. I mean, g- having children is getting married to anxiety, but <laughs> if, if you're <laughs> yeah. one parent, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. even worse. Yes. So anyway, going back to the article... Uh, they say, like most kids, I didn't want to be different, I wanted to be normal. Why can't we just be normal? I was embarrassed by our car, which broke down. I was embarrassed that we, the school, uh, we didn't seem to go anywhere for vacation, that I didn't have brand name clothes or video games or cable TV or anything else my cl- my classmates had. I was embarrassed that my dad, who lived in a neighbouring state, never came to any of the school events. Uh, I was teased for it. Why don't you get a new car? Why don't you get new shoes? It was always uh, embarrassing, basically, is what he's complaining about. It's like, look, the embarrassment is really, like, that's a very niche uh, issue, for someone who went to a Catholic school in which all of the other parents there were married. Like, that's a very, very niche thing. Like, there are way more problems that come from being a single-parent household that, for some reason, CNN are completely skirting around. And then they go to this segment, uh, The Kids Are All Right... There has been a lot of research over the decades that has shown that children of single parents report more family distress and conflict and live at lower socioeconomic status compared to those growing up in two-parent households. Two-parent families usually have more income and are generally able to provide more emotional resources to children, and that's also a reflection of how little the United States in general does to support working mothers with paid parental leave and access to more health services and quality education. Well, isn't that just exactly the point? Like yes, there's a ton of research that shows this is bad for the parents themselves. Not even talking about the children at this point, and the and CNN have to accept that. Um, but uh, the problem with like things like you know health services and all these other things is these are a these are a plaster that are being put over the gaping wound yes. in society that is divorce and single parent households. I think that there's a v-
1: very big danger with becoming a bit more paternalistic, and it seems to me that the big state mentality that is behind this is precisely based on the idea that mm. people should be habituated into accepting more and more and more state interference, and also thinking that the state is going to, is going to solve issues like you know family. So that 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 doesn't seem to be to be the right way. Well, we should-, should focus more on a bottom-up approach into maintaining social cohesion. That focuses on the family rather than trying to have st- a state imposed. But then you would have uh, to
0: abolish no-fault divorce to do that. Okay, I don't know the de- de- details. Well, uh, divorces used to be, in America, that you would have to have a concrete reason for you were granted a divorce, yeah. right? Uh, simply just... Okay for no reason. But that's the point of a no-fault divorce. Like, you know, if one partner had cheated or was abusive or something like that, right? Um, but the point of no-fault divorce is just, well, we just don't feel like being married anymore, so you just get divorced. Um, which kind of undermines the concept of marriage as some sort of sacred uh, agreement. But um, but the point is, it's incentive, really.
1: And th- there's a difference between saying that I'm fleeing from my bad household mm-hmm. And uh, on the one hand, and saying on the other hand, no, the, the benefits are more mm. in the other. Uh, if I go in a single-parent ha-
0: household. Well, this is the thing. It's not that they're habituated into wanting the big state. It's that they require it. Right? Yeah. They, they require the money, and if, they're op- if the option is actually there, the government's going to give you however much a month to pay for the house and pay for the food and whatnot, and my husband is annoying me, rather than working out the problem that I have with my husband— I'm just going to get the divorce. And it's like, great. Uh, and so this uh, 2017 study, however, looked at the... No, sorry, go back to the article. Uh, looked at the long-term effects of single parenthood on kids and found that there was nearly no impact in their, quote, general life satisfaction. Right. Uh, I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't believe that either. Right? No. <laughs> the, the, also, the authors also found no evidence supporting the widely held notion from popular science that boys are more affected by girls by the absence of their father. Again, I... It's not that they're more affected, it's they're affected in different ways, right? Yes. Everyone knows what fatherless behaviour in girls looks like, and it tends to generate a lot of revenue on OnlyFans, right? But fatherless (laughs) behaviour in boys tends to increase the prison population. That's the issue. Um, What mattered most in terms of thriving, they concluded, was the quality and strength of the relationship between children and parents. Right, so actually there's no problem here, according to CNN. Uh, if as long as the the, the parents or the parent and the children love each other, then it's fine. It's like yeah, it's not that easy though, right? Are we told in the same article that
1: single parent households are associated with higher levels of of parent anxiety and that children have no problem? Yes. So that's
0: nonsense. Yes, that's, you, you compl- have, that's complete nonsense. You've got a totally overworked, emotionally frazzled mother with mental health issues who's taking depression medication yeah but the relationship that she's having with her children just as strong as ever no 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 don't that, believe that's it. nonsense yeah and not just that like like if if a mum's working part-time with the dad working full-time uh, she gets to spend a higher number of hours per day with her children whereas if she's working 9 to5 and then an evening job as well yes you know imagine what the relate that's fracturing the relationship she's of course got. yeah exactly and so it's, it's you know
1: and also, children the, the, the younger children are the more they get fed by
0: the emotions of the parents. Oh, yes. So, I, mean. it, it, I can tell you now from firsthand, if you go, into the, you, you go into the living room with a bad attitude, your children pick up on this. Yeah. Uh, a separate 10-year study on single parenting collected data from 40,000 households in the UK came to a similar conclusion. There's no evidence of a negative impact of living in a single-parent <laughs> household on a children's well-being. With regard to, quote, self-reported life satisfaction, quality of peer relationships, or positivity about family life. Right. There we go. Incredible news. Actually, it's just as good to be a single parent as it is to be in a married uh, relationship with with the children there, apparently. So
1: do they go and they ask children, what's your degree of life satisfaction and the quality of your peer relationships?
0: Yeah. And the thing is, okay, well, if you've never known anything different, maybe you would be satisfied with that. Uh, Mm. But- You notice they've got quite a narrow category here, well-being, a quite narrow and nebulous category. I mean, there are objective metrics that we can actually use to look at whether this is good for children or not. I mean, for example, IQ is something we can measure. Uh, If we go to just one study, it just shows parents play an instrumental role in a child's life from providing financial support to emotional trust. Uh, Most of us are probably unaware of an added bonus, but having two parents means uh, production of brain cells, a new study suggests. Our work adds to a growing body of knowledge which indicates that early supportive experiences have long-lasting positive impact on adult brain function, said Samuel Weiss, the senior author of a study at Hotchkiss Brain Institute at the University of Calgary. As in, you are going to be smarter if you have both parents on average, right? This is just children from single-parent households have lower IQs. And of course, IQ is directly correlated with your earnings. Therefore, children from single-parent households have low incomes. If you just go to the next one, as uh,
1: it makes study sense found.
0: if we think about it, because the the your,
1: each parent has different uh, mm-hmm. activities usually that yep. they play with uh, children. Mm-hmm. So the the more you exercise your mind in different activities, yep. the smarter you get. Yep, and yeah. it's it's not just that
0: it's about the amount of emotional support you have and the um like the amount of different words you hear every day. Yeah. Like I use a different sort of language to my wife when yes. she's talking to the children. Yeah. You know, she's like yeah, I'm going to I'm going to thrash you and I'm like I'm going to beat you. You know, so you've learned two No, I'm joking. They've <laughs> learned extra words. Yeah, like. Okay. I- <laughs>
1: I, I, some bad examples with, you know, very limited vocabulary <laughs> yeah. in
0: households came to mind, but yeah. I won't say it. <laughs> but uh, but the point is they end up uh, going into careers where they earn lower m- amounts of money because, of course, they start in a poverty trap. And it's difficult to get out of that poverty trap. Uh, and then you have an increase in psychopathologies, as one study showed. Um, they're, they're more likely to have mental health issues, which is not good, is it? You know, when they're reporting, nope. oh, yeah, my well beings just as good. And now I'm going to take my depression medication. It's like, you're 15. Why are you on depression medication? Uh, has
1: CNN said that the National Library of Medicine and all these journals are somehow...
0: far uh, right. F- yeah, and phobic. Probably. Okay, yeah. Uh, they don't get it. But, um, and also, they're, of course, children of these single-parent fam- uh, single families are way more likely to become juvenile delinquents, which is not good. the international journal of science and research well-known right-wing think tank (laughs) and uh, what what obviously this is going to be the case Just obviously a very real connection between delinquent behaviour and single-parent families, in particular mother-only families, produce more delinquent children than two-parent families. Absence of fathers from children's lives is one of the most important causes related to children's well-being, such as increasing rates of juvenile crime, depression, eating disorders, teen suicide and abuse. Monitoring the child is also a major contribution to the creation of delinquency. There are many known factors that contribute to deviant behaviour. Parents having a set dinner time, checking homework... And ha- can have a great impact on the child's emotional stability. Studies have shown that a strong parent-child relationship can decrease child delinquent behaviour. Difficult if you've got to work two jobs, to be honest, though, isn't it? Yeah. But it's, I mean, I, this isn't a terribly revelatory thing for no, me to no, be saying. No, it's not. What's revelatory is the CNN article. Yeah. yeah, In praise of single mothers, why you've done nothing wrong, and why actually everything's just as good as if you had a secure and happy family, and this, this is just obviously not true. You know, of oh, the children self report. Like, who cares what they self report? A, they're children, they don't know anything different. And maybe when they get older, they're like, hang on a second, I was deprived of a bunch of opportunities. Okay. You know, I was, I was let down by my parents and their family life. And this, this is something that we covered in extensive detail. In an episode of Contemplations with Josh on the website. So, if you want sports, go and sign up for £5 a month. And Josh is a psychologist. He has a master's degree in psychology, and he has done a much better job of collating the information on all of this. And in this episode, we go through it in detail, and all of these sources are listed in the reading list on the website. So, if you want to use them in future, you absolutely can. But it's just terrible. It's just a genuinely, like, you are, it's like deliberately starting your children on hard difficulty. Yeah, You know, it's so deliberately handicapping them for future prosperity. And they, they've got to be really, really lucky. And, of course, not everyone can be lucky. So this is generally bad for them. And it's disgusting that CNN would be like, no, actually, it's all great. I've I've cherry-picked these two studies that say, no, everything's fine. No, everything isn't fine. you know? And, like, not even getting into their ability to form relationships as they get older. You know, they've got bad examples to follow. This is generally not good for anyone. Anyway, I'll leave it there because I'll, I'll just keep... Complaining about it, but this is this is where like the actual liquidation of society is actually happening I hate to be the bearer of bad news Okay, so do we move forward to
1: yeah? Yeah, okay So let's uh, talk about Biden's border crisis now contrary to what Biden would have everyone believe both within the US and outside there is a southern border crisis, and the crisis will become more intense now that Title 42 ended. Now, Title 42 was a measure that allowed border agents to remove illegal immigrants quickly, and it was put forward uh, by Trump in order to help uh, prevent the spread of uh, COVID-19. Now, before we say more about this, you can visit our website, Uh, For only £5 a month, you can have access to all our premium content and you could watch uh, videos such as debating classical liberalism, which is a really interesting debate that we had. And it has generated uh, really good comments. And uh, And the debate clearly isn't over yet. (laughs) It isn't over yet yet. I'll we, be we will be revisiting this okay yes and i think it's uh, really good and it's uh, in a way really mm. close to what we will be discussing because it seems to me that one of the main problems that some versions of liberalism had is with being in favor of unrestricted freedom of movement this is uh, something mm. that you could say that uh, liberal cosmopolitans have uh, completely uh, failed the people with and they are actually putting forward completely illiberal tactics now.
0: Well, th- this is also the point at which the libertarians have arrived at. They can't even conceive of the understanding of the nation-state as being collectively owned by the people of the nation. And so they, they've they arrived at such an atomized, individualistic position that they can't understand why it would be desirable to not have mass immigration. Yes. And I see libertarians arguing this point all day, and I'm just like, right, okay, well, that's... One, yet another good reason not to be a libertarian, in my opinion.
1: So, basically, in a nutshell, my position is that in order for uh, people in, you know, the centre-right, right-wing, mm-hmm. to go forward, I think we need to understand more uh, our values, mm-hmm. and we need to have a much more
0: sophisticated understanding of what it is that we value and how to go about it. One, one of the things, sorry to go on about this for so long, but yeah. this was a really important discussion, and one, one of the things I think is important, is for the conservative to be able to identify the liberal presuppositions in any of the arguments they're about to have. For example, when it comes to mass immigration, that presupposes that essentially we're all the same and that we all derive from the liberal idea that there's a kind of universal human and we can all, via the magic of the blank slate, end up as being basically exactly the same. Now, a conservative would say, no, that's nonsense. And actually, there are a great number of uh, social... uh, there's a great amount of social baggage that people carry with them and they can't unsocialize themselves from it and they can't get around it. And therefore there, there are other concerns. But this is something the liberal is totally blind to because and, of what they
1: assume. And uh, what the, I think that the goal at the end of the day is to formulate a good idea of a community and how this integrates into a system yeah. of value. Speaking of communities, mm. how is El Paso doing? Let us watch the next video.
0: This is the crisis that allegedly does not exist. This is liberal presuppositions just being detonated right here. Oh, all humans are the same, really? No, they're really not. All of the cultural habits that these people bring with them, they're not going to get rid of them. And you can see the difference. Different value sets. What do these people value? They don't value clean streets, do they? They don't value individual propriety. So, ah, total nonsense the multiculturalism was made. does it look like these people can maintain the united states i mean
1: the the thing is the whole the whole idea is that we we need to think about what communities are and how they can be maintained now one thing if you go on on uh, Twitter and type border and go on videos, and just scroll down a bit if you can just walk and have some, some images of things like that. For instance, we can watch here the southern crisis that uh, allegedly, the southern border crisis that allegedly does not exist. If we can scroll down a bit, and down uh, here, <laughs> you, you get an
0: idea. But just as a quick aside here, I really mean it about the the difference in cultural temperaments, essentially. If this was Germans trying to get in to the southern border in the US, the streets wouldn't look like that, right? They just would not look like that. It wouldn't be, like, just rubbish everywhere. The Germans would be fastidious about the cleanliness of where they are just because that's what the Germans are like. German streets are incredible, actually. I lived in Germany for eight years and I never saw any amount of rubbish on the streets. We're not that... and tidy. It's really annoying, actually. Uh, But it just just would not be like this. But they are like that because they don't care. They come from a culture where that's not a value, and they bring that with them. They don't care. They didn't build the United States. They don't care if they turn it into an absolute rubbish pile. It doesn't matter to them. We're not the same. Let's click the next link,
1: please, which is an article by the European Conservative. US record-setting migrant surge as Title 42 ends. I read just from the beginning of it. The Biden administration and the left liberal press in the U.S. have drastically downplayed, if not outright loud about, the surge of migration last week, which saw tens of thousands of migrants cross the U.S.-Mexico border illegally as Trump's pandemic-related title 42 asylum restrictions expired at midnight on Thursday, May the the 11th. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency has reported that 83,000 migrants illegally crossed the United States southern border with Mexico last week alone. In one week? One week.
0: God. This is... (laughs) <laughs> mad.
1: This reminds me of uh, Greece in 12, uh, 2015 mm. when Syriza opened the borders and yep. we had a, a huge influx of people, close to yep. to a million in, in a year, maybe, it was, maybe more. Now, let's click on the next link, please. It's a video by Hakeem Jeffries. Let's listen to him.
2: As is often the case with my extreme MAGA Republican colleagues, Based. they create a fictional argument around... What's happening at the border, and then actually do nothing to solve the real problem, and that is exactly what the Child Deportation Act is all
1: about. So I, I, I really don't know details about what goes on with child deportation. I must say, because right. I don't know them, but there really is an issue with yeah. the border, and I think the if you type border on Twitter, you you'll just see it. So um, another thing, um, Biden had, uh, nominates an ambassador to Jordan, mm. who, as you will see, is Mrs. Yale Lampert, who was grilled by Senator Bill Haggerty of Tennessee. Let's watch the next link.
2: Chairman, I'd like to stay on the topic of Jordan, if I could, Ms. Lampert. Um, is border security important?
3: Senator, uh, thank you for the question. Uh, more security for Jordan or
2: border security? Oh,
3: I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you. Yes, Senator. Border security is very important.
2: Do you support physical security measures like border walls
3: in Jordan, Senator?
2: Let's stay on Jordan.
3: Uh, I think I would uh, have to defer to the Jordanians whether they think that uh, such uh, measures. Well, would we're be
2: spending usable. American taxpayer dollars for border security in Jordan. Are you familiar with the president's budget request?
3: I am, sir, in terms of uh, moving forward border security in Jordan, yes.
2: $110 million is requested in the fiscal year 2024 budget to include border security for Jordan. And you, you request that, you support that request. I just want to make this clear.
3: I do support that request. Okay.
2: Um, hasn't the United States government built a giant wall along Jordan's border?
3: With on the border with between United Jordan States and,
2: taxpayer dollars, has the U.S. government built a wall along Jordan's border?
3: The U.S. government has worked with Jordan to enhance uh, its border security in a var- variety of ways, Senator.
2: Let's be clear. U.S. taxpayer dollars have been deployed in this regard. Is that correct?
3: That is correct.
2: And as uh, our nominee, uh, you'd be responsible for overseeing future funding in this regard. Is that correct?
3: That is correct, Senator, if confirmed.
2: In fact, the omnibus last year provides for at least $150 million for border security in Jordan. It's a large amount of taxpayer dollars. And if you think about the purpose of this, is to provide physical security, to keep people from illegally crossing into Jordan. Isn't that correct?
3: It is to provide physical security, uh, to stop uh, drug smugglers, uh, to deal with the threat of uh, Jordan's uh, neighbor Syria. Uh, obviously, the conflict there uh, continues and it's a, it's a dangerous neighborhood.
2: Well, I would think that if the funding request that's been put in place uh, for, the, for the coming year is the size it is, there must be a belief that this sort of funding is important and that this sort of physical security is effective. Is that correct?
3: In the Jordanian context, uh, I, I do believe that that is correct, Senator.
2: Well, you've been very clear to talk about this in the Jordanian context. I just think it's an important lesson for us to learn as Americans that we're spending United States taxpayer dollars...
0: I think we could pause the video here secure. and... Uh... Okay, that was amazing, right? Yeah. Uh, like, all of the <laughs> the problems that she lists that Jordan may be having with Syria yeah. are exactly the same problems that America is having with Mexico. Yes. Like, northern Mexico is cartel central, apparently... Drugs, guns, and terrible people come across that border. And you could see the total, total um, weaseliness of that woman, where she's like, oh no, I have been completely caught. The borders, in principle, are they worth having? Well, yes, for the case of Jordan, which means yes, of course, for everyone. And we are actually spending the money to build Jordan a big, beautiful wall. And of course, and I don't know why this is something that Americans have had to debate, obviously walls work. That's why we've been using them since... Well, actually, Jordan. <laughs> like the, for the foundation of the city, Jordan, actually, which is like 9,000 years ago, had a wall because walls work. I've always known this. I think it was a brilliant
1: video. It yeah, was because amazing. It's, it's almost <laughs> that I, I don't know. What if, weasel but, she is. I don't know what Biden picked when uh, he picked her as a nominee because mm. she seemed to have common sense, at least. Uh, she, yeah. You can see that she understands that what she says is the principle of it is correct that you do need oh, yeah. borders, but yeah. you know she, she tried to hide it. But you know she she didn't have the classic uh, you know woke temperament that many of no. the people have. So you know bad yeah.
0: pick maybe for his uh, purposes. But but you can tell she's been completely outflanked there, and she's just like the the contradiction is on bare display. and She's a massive hypocrite, and everyone can see it.
1: Yeah, so. Uh, and also i think uh, the senator um bill Haggerty, did an amazing job mm. in not uh, getting frustrated mm. he, yeah just calmly calm and it yeah flat yeah. and just yeah. state the, the yeah. obvious okay now the thing is that um you would expect people to protest about it and uh, let's click on the next article by the daily mail so says, we need to to be taken care of first. Chicago community, where 97% voted for Biden, react furiously after finding out 500 migrants are heading
0: their way. Only 500, and they're furious. This is another Martha's Vineyard situation, isn't it? But hardly any of them have arrived, and they're livid. As some claim they have been bumped off housing waiting lists. Oh, the peak nimbyism here.
1: Yes, so the thing is, the next video we're going to watch is simultaneously tragic and comic. Right. I'll, I'll let you watch and yeah. we'll discuss it.
0: All
3: these resources that have not come to us, now you want to overly compensate right. for people mm-hmm. who never lived here before, we and they we really yes. need to be That's taken right, right, care right. of first and foremost before anything else happens
2: Thank here. You, right.
4: yeah.
2: Why would any leader put our black communities already riddled with crime at further risk by placing unvetted non-taxpayers steps away from our se- our seniors, our children, and our homes we've worked so hard on our own to secure.
1: We are at war, people. Agreed. Our communities are at war. They are violating our communities. And we asking
2: that
0: we have, we across the country, and we asking and we're demanding for office of Black America, or whatever you want to call it, to deal with issues like this.
2: Uh, I did get placed on a wait-lens, but I was told that the immigrants were taking priority. <laughs> that's a story that a lot of people don't know. And it just, it hurt me. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> I understand we need to be humanitarian, but these people are that my participants are third and fourth generation Chicagoan, born, bred, fed, and raised here. My grandmother may rather care rest in peace, always said, Craig, charity starts at
4: home first always. and then it go abroad.
2: Politically, having over
4: 500 people in our community would completely wipe out any interest we have. Many of these migrants have been dumped in our neighborhoods without a plan
3: in place to monitor and house them long term. I'm not yeah. selling Breach. nothing,
0: and yep. I keep telling yep. people you don't have to move. To if, if you out. sell,
2: they gonna come in. If yep. we don't sell, we gotta stand strong. Enough. That's right.
0: <laughs> you
4: just started.
0: I love the community spirit. Yeah, but 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 I agree with everything that they saying. But, but that's <laughs> the tra- That's the why it's
1: tragicomic. And yeah. Because you did vote for Biden. Simulata- yeah, that's the point. Simultaneously, it seems to me that they're right. Mm. They do. Uh, they are in sync. Let's yeah, say with I totally agree with, with the spirit that. of most people nowadays who <laughs> understand that it is community yeah. as a value that is being compromised by Mass you could say yeah. you know you know liberal cosmopolitanism mm-hmm. and rampant and extreme multiculturalism. But on the other hand, they voted for Biden. Yeah, they chose it. You cannot say that he wasn't exactly clear about what he, yeah, the agenda yeah, he, was, he was putting forward.
0: I'm going to end Trump's racist border policies. Yes. Well, he did. And now you've got 500 migrants living in your small community. And
1: well, now. one thing I want to ask, because <laughs> this is... Imagine if uh, the people who said the following list were actually white people. So the list is... Well, then they'd be racist. Resources should be given to us because we have been living here before them. Yeah. We need to be taken care of first and foremost because anything else happens before anything else happens here. Why would any leader place our communities already ridden by crime to more risk by placing <sighs> undocumented non-taxpayers steps away from our seniors,
0: That's a great children, and our homes? Great question. I just, we, if only we had an answer, Lisa Nandy. Yeah.
1: Another, th- another thing. I did get placed on a wait list, but I was told that immigrants have priority
0: and it hurt me. Wow, it's almost like we've got a limited amount of resources that have to be shared amongst a set number of people and if you increase that number of people, the resources become more
1: scarce yes so and when he talks about hurt, it's an issue of sentiment. yes, it's not just that oh okay I, I got it was a long list and I couldn't mm. you know fulfill the chores of the day I got you know yeah, yeah. stuck with red tape it was it hurt me mm.
0: but they I mean i I totally agree with them like they are being yeah. betrayed. By the people who they voted for. But I mean, we all have been at this point. So welcome to the club. Nice to meet you. We're the far right. We just want our countries not to be subsumed an unlimited number of foreigners.
1: <laughs> and the argument at the end, because I think that this is this is the... This is... Actually, it. they put the argument well. Mm. They said, I don't know how many people are in that community, but I guess due to... Uh, especially due to being afraid by the number yeah. it's not a very big community but one mm. of the final uh, claims that was put forward was politically having over 500 migrants in our community will wipe out any political interest we have
0: yeah very interesting
1: so imagine if we say it's 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 not the issue of 500 it's the idea of how many people you have from mm. different communities without cultural continuities, mm. who are placed in a particular area.
0: Yeah, because if it was like 50, they probably wouldn't complain that much. Yeah. They're probably, well, it's not that many. Yeah. So what if people who said these things were white?
1: The answer is obvious. Okay. Now, let's go to the next link. Uh, we see that uh, Texas uh, governor... Based s- black xenophobes sends, will save the rest. <laughs> sorry. Send, <laughs> sorry. Sends uh, migrants to uh, Kamala Harris's home once again. Good for them. Yeah. Next link, please. And let's go to Florida. Now, uh, there was a new floor uh, bill that uh, Ron DeSantis signed. And um, I don't know if uh, everything is finished with it or there are still steps to be taken. But this is, you know, you can check the bill if you are interested in, in more detail. Let's go on the next well, link. What does the bill do, sorry? So oh, it, it does many things. Right. It, it's uh, it tightens up Florida's immigration policy, okay. and as we will see in this article, I will just read down on the from the strengthening employment requirements, you will see exactly what it does. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, if we go a bit down, a bit here, okay, strengthening employment requirements. So it says, several sections of the bill outline strengthened employment requirements, including Employers are required to verify a new employee's employment eligibility within three business days after the first day the new employee begins working for pay. Private employers with 25 or more employees must use the federal e-verify system to verify a new employee's employment eligibility starting on July 1. Public agencies are also required to use the e-verify system to verify a new employee's Employment eligibility. Employers cannot continue to employ an unauthorized immigrant after obtaining knowledge that a person is or has entered the country illegally. So it has various, <laughs> various uh, penalties. So, for instance, um, it says that there may be up to ten thousand dollars fine mm-hmm. for uh, every undocumented immigrant on the mm-hmm. on the businesses that they work for. And it also increases penalties for human smuggling. Mm -hmm. And uh, it basically is supposed to work as deterrence for further immigrants. And Mm -hmm. it's supposed to work from July the 1st. Now, it's a complex piece of legislation. These are the, let's say, some of its highlights. But uh, let's talk a bit about some of the issues that have been raised about it and some of the concerns. So the thing is that from what I checked, Mm -hmm. There are many people who say that it's going to hurt Florida's economy Mm -hmm. because there are around 500,000 farm workers and estimates are that 60% of these uh, farm workers are illegal immigrants. And they say that this is going to create a massive hole in our economy and this is going to create, let's say, something like food shortages and momentary instability. Now, there are various uh, things that people claim. Let's watch uh, the next video.
4: My conversations with anyone is not, are you documenting? You know, I mean, that's not, that's not at the, but yet this law now makes it a priority for all of us, not just, not just law enforcement, not just immigration people, but all of us to be, to have to be, to have to put that barrier, that prejudice,
0: Oh right! So Mexican man wants more Mexicans living in Florida. Well, the thing is,
1: there are l- laws against illegal immigration. Yeah. I mean, that that goes totally without explosive. saying.
0: And <laughs> but it's totally exploitative. These people don't have access to any of the legal protections yes. that employees have against employers. They are literally yeah. at the mercy of these employees it's I, bad for them i think that the issue is that if we follow
1: down this rationale we will see that it eventually leads to the position that even asking for someone to be shown uh, documents mm. that it constitutes a kind of disrespect i, I okay good <laughs> just don't don't see this <laughs> no i i don't care if it does or it doesn't and like, there's a further element here because the thing is that there, there's a question of what ha- you you may be about to take measures and in, in, implement measures that mm-hmm. seem to be let's say anti-popular or something mm-hmm. in this case i don't i don't think it's anti-popular but let's no. let's take that scenario there there are crises that need to be let's say dealt with mm-hmm. so when you are about to deal with a crisis the measures that you are going to take will not be let's say as popular as they would be as uh, yeah, yeah i mean they, they wouldn't be popular in in other circumstances, but that doesn't mean that there is no
0: border crisis. Yeah. And the, the problem is that the Biden regime has been ideologically wedded to open borders. Yes. The whole time. So now it's a total humiliating reversal. Yeah.
1: And Let's watch the next clip.
4: That is not the republic for which I served as a veteran uh, and, and that represents liberty and justice for all. And that application for all is is not happening.
0: For all didn't mean for every human on the entire face of the earth. that it meant would, for every person in America.
1: Yeah, that, that sounds a bit imperialist.
0: It is yeah. a bit imperialist. Yes,
1: it's like there is one state, there is one you know global yeah. government, and everyone is going to be treated as a subject of that global government. And if there is if there are any distinctions, there is a. There's a problem.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, literally anyone who's not within the United States is now under the mandate, the future mandate. The, the, uh, what was, um, when they were conquering East, uh, West, what was the, uh, the phrase they had? Which, uh, where? Uh, in America, when they were, they had, um, a particular phrase. I can't remember. I chat, I'm sure you're going to be screaming at me. You know, I know exactly what it is. Uh, but it's, for some reason, I keep wanting to say mandate of heaven, but that's not what it is. Manifest destiny—that's what it okay. is. Right. Well, he's setting up there as the manifest destiny of the United States to so just basically incorporate the entire world. So for, you know, because the all has not been all American citizens; it's all mankind. And it's like, okay, well, yeah. And I think that this is a problem with
1: liberal cosmopolitanism is that yeah. it doesn't recognize communities. And the point is that mm-hmm. we have, let's say, elites of liberal cosmopolitans and radical leftists. Mm who embrace, you know, a very radical leftist progressive ideology, who are, they are in agreement with respect to communities. Yeah. And they just don't understand why people value their communities for the very reasons that we showed you the people from Chicago talking about. They just can't understand this and they're really hesitant to this. And the thing is that with the media, the way that they have been using them for years, Mm. They are basically trying to say that, no, no, anyone who could value community is a problematic person.
0: There's only the human yeah. community, the abstract human community. But this this comes back to our discussion about liberalism and how this is the presupposition, one of the presuppositions that underpins the metaphysics of liberalism. They only view each person as an atomized individual. And that is where everything gets broken down to until you have a universal atomized human race. That is indistinguishable, where one person cannot really be distinguished from another. I think that to the extent that they do this, they're
1: really problematic, and that yeah. they cannot understand the complexity of human valuation. But I think that's inherent in liberalism. But I, can, I, th- I think we can have liberalism with with borders, but let's let's keep that for uh, round two. But okay. One final thing to say to say because it it's uh, I think it's interesting here is that. We very frequently hear an argument about the economic impact of some measures that are supposed to aid communities. Yeah. And it seems to me that this is exactly where let's say the the conservative side needs to get some uh, its affairs in order yeah. in that if we are to value communities we have to move past the paradigm that is just le- let's make the whole planet one market mm-hmm. and don't this disres- and don't understand this. So they need even to divorce if, from neoliberal economics. Yeah, so even yeah. if uh, some measures are going to be economically uh, are mm. going to cause economic tr- trouble in the short term, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be oh, yeah, this, uh, carried through.
0: This is entirely my argument about Brexit and always has been. Yeah. I don't care if it makes us richer. <laughs> I don't care. It's not about that, you know. Mm. And I'm I'm very tired of our countries just being literally just economic zones. Yeah. In which lines must go up. I and see. in which every value is just to going to be understood
1: in monetary values. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And these are the arguments that people like that yeah. put forward. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, let's, uh, let's move on because there's a, there's a problem. There's a real problem that woke people have when they're trying to date. And that is people pretending to be a member of the <laughs> faith uh, while actually not being, in fact. Uh, they call this woke fishing. And if only they knew how to think better, they might be able to spot these people. And if you want to learn how to think better, you can go to our website, sign up for a five for a month, and check out uh, the latest contemplations that Josh did with Stelios about how to think better. Because frankly, lazy thinking is one of the problems that we have these days, isn't it? Yes. Massive issue. Uh, I won't spoil any of the uh, excellent advice in this. Let's get on to the problem of woke fishing. Now, This didn't have... I I was doing some research on this for this segment because a particular article came up uh, yesterday that I found was just amusing, so I thought we'd go through. And so I I looked at it, and it's hard to find anything about woke fishing before 2020, which implies that this is where uh, you can see the sort of... um, the graph where people start becoming woke uh, in sort of mid-2020s... Sorry, 2010s. And then it becomes the popular paradigm, or at least ostensibly so. And now... You've got to gatekeep the paradigm. They're like, oh no no no, we've got to we've got to make sure that the people inside of properly work, they're not just posers who are yeah. coming in for the clout, right? And this is absolutely what has been happening. So this is the uh, one of the earliest articles I could find, which was Vice. Uh, woke fishing, put simply, is when people masquerade as holding progressive political views to ensnare potential partners, literally like it's going to church okay. and pretending to be a Christian in order to get yourself a wife, right? A woke fish may present uh, themselves as a protest-attending, sex-positive, anti-racist, intersectional feminist who drinks ethically sourced oat milk and has a back catalogue of Audre Lorde twice. So it's literally no different saying, you know, a a Christ fisher uh, might, you know, attend church, pretend to be chaste... You know, they don't uh, they don't drink excessively, and all these other you know the Christian canards. It's exactly the same. It's like people who pre it, it, it's decades old. It's yeah, like, it's like uh, people who
1: pretend to be left wing to yeah. to sleep with women.
0: Yeah, and that, well, that's yeah. exactly the problem they to have to have the image of the rebel. Yeah, that's exactly what they have. Uh, yeah. And now these uh, young men who are just like, well, if I say that I support you know the latest feminist vegan activism, then she'll sleep with me. And this is the problem they've run into. Um, but the point I'm making, though, is this is obviously a set of religious catechisms that they are uh, patrolling against. This is just, just a, honestly, points of faith, right? They say, a lot of us have been woke-fished, maybe now more so than ever. Crises such as the tragic murder of George Floyd, see as a religious icon for you. Uh, and the coronavirus the pandemic, which is a kind of punishment of God, in this uh, view, have thrown societal injustices into even sharper relief over the past few months. And as a result, there's been much greater emphasis on individual agency when it comes to the urgent dismantling of oppressive systems. Uh, this is uh, akin to the Christian view of sin. Right. Oh, okay. It's it's akin yeah. to that. As in, it's always with us. It's always going to be with us. And it's a constant struggle against sin on a personal, individual level. I mean, they've actually arrived at essentially a remaking of Christianity with this. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but i look, just it's no it's no surprise that singles are now consciously choosing partners are on the same wavelength as them just there's no surprise that others are to- are adapting to circumvent this so basically what they're saying is zoomers have been completely corrupted by millennial religion yes yeah. but that's what this is so we'll go for tom 23 from bristol has a lot to say about being woke fish <laughs> i remember on my first date with this guy we spoke about racism in the uk oh god can you even imagine Go on a date with this guy and he's just like, Yeah, so racism in Britain. Ah That's not a good topic to bring up on a first date, I'm sorry to say. (laughs) Just Over the coming weeks we spoke a great lot a lot about diversifying the curriculum and issues surrounding the monarchy. Oh god. Sorry, I, I want to revise my
1: statement. I think it's an excellent thing to, br- it's an excellent uh, topic for a first uh, date.
0: Yeah, when you sit down on a first date, you're like, look, how do you feel about diversifying the curriculum? And they're like, what? It's brilliant, right? Yes, so, exactly. What were you watching on TV, yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was red flag averted. Yeah. Um, but uh, so apparently, the guy that Tom had been seeing definitely did not put his words into practice. As much as he would talk about being progressive, he would laugh at racial slurs. It sounded like he used being a social justice warrior as a personality trait, but did the exact opposite. Yeah. Mm. Imagine that being your entire life. Imagine that being the thing that you think about all day, every day. Um, Zara, 23, was woke fished too. Again, this is Zuma's getting woke fished, right? Uh, after being in a relationship with her ex for a year, she realized that his views seemed really off in a way they hadn't been to begin with. Initially, he was very philosophical, artistic, and well-read. He was passionate about the environment and staunchly opposed to the likes of Jordan Peterson. However, he would want to debate every argument and play devil's advocate the whole time. <laughs> so he was a big fan of Jordan Peterson <laughs> then. Yeah, uh, he didn't accept that some things are fundamental to people's identity and not for questioning, as in you can't you can't question that in the beginning there was the word, right? And the yeah. word was God, and Jesus is the Son of God, and He died on the cross the remittance of all mankind. So you can't question this. There's beyond questioning. It's a point of religious faith. right? And you can't change also. No. no, no, It's like,
1: okay, you're not the same person you were a year ago. Exactly.
0: Right. I don't know who you have become. Once he tried arguing with my queer best friend that straight people were as oppressed as gay people. <laughs> I mean, that's quite funny, really. <laughs> I found the incessant need to debate exhausting and often upsetting, and he never even acknowledged his own privilege. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she, she ends by saying, oh, he didn't ha- realistically have enough in common with me, as in he wasn't a member of my religion. That's what you're saying. You know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't adhere to the good book of Andrea Dworkin. Uh, so in 2021, so a year later, Cosmopolitan, like how to spot woke fishing. Uh, well, good question. What are the red flags of woke fishing? Uh, it can be a variety of things. Someone claiming to be a feminist or anti-racist or vegan or something else that lies. Again, I love that they know it's literally a dogma. It's yeah. all of the same things. Or a polygraph test. Yeah. Put the hand and see if the if the pol- the pulses are yeah, rising. But, but it's all the same topics in exactly the same way with yeah. completely orthodox opinions. I mean it literally this like as if there was some progressive council of Nicaea that yeah. determined the orthodoxy for the faith faith, right? But um uh, yeah, so someone who up front espouses their feminist ideals in their dating bio or offers you a woman-oriented cookbook, or book, sorry, in recommendations is definitely cringy. but they could just mean well. Instead, look for other signs that they might not 100% stand by their views. Do they claim to be a feminist, then reel off non-feminist views? Do they claim to fight for racism, but actually just seem to fetishize people of colour? Do they talk over you on issues that actually affect you, but not them? Sorry, See? who writes this? Honestly, they, these people are just they just want to write an article. Well, uh, failing media outlets, uh, vice and cosmopolitan. Actually, I don't know how Cosmopolitan's doing, but I do know that vice has definitely failed. Yeah. So, uh, not good for them. Uh, so what can you do to avoid being woke fished? And the answer is talk, talk, talk. Ugh. Now, we've got to talk about social justice non stop just to ensure that we are being. Or, I mean, imagine if you, you went on a date with a woman, and she's wearing a cross, but like, okay, I don't mind you're a Christian, you know, and then she's like, right, so we need to talk about Jesus. I was like, okay, I believe in Jesus, <laughs> you know, and so no, 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 no. All the time. We need to talk more about Jesus and more and more and more. And you'd be like, oh my God, I want to talk about Game of Thrones. You know? <laughs> like, it gets people into being interrogators. Well, yeah. that's that's what this sounds the, the like. The grand right? woke inquisitor. Exactly. So. That's exactly what this sounds like. Um, it could, if someone seems to be faltering or lying about an issue, ask them outright what their thoughts are on it. If someone is skirting around how they voted, ask them to their face. They're unlikely to be able to lie if you just ask. Having real, meaningful, lengthy conversations... Again, it sounds like uh, being processed in a cult, doesn't yeah. it, right? Uh, with people that you meet, uh, before you meet is an easy way to determine whether their politically woke chat-up line or bio is cringy but truthful or sleight of hand designed to get you into bed. Decide where your line is, and if you feel uncomfortable, then just leave. Um, uh, so, th- th- this will, this will, is, is will backfire. <laughs> well, yeah, because the, the constituency of woke people is about 8% of the population. Yes, it was the conti- constituency of people who are prepared to lie about being woke just to get someone in bed? It's probably a lot higher. The, the <laughs> thing
1: is that this is guaranteed, a guaranteed way for people who are, let's say, who don't, who, who are really good liars, to end up sleeping with woke people. Yes, that, that's the effect.
0: Yes, uh, Sophie adds too that not rushing into anything and trusting yourself will help. If you think someone is pretending to be someone else or something else. Uh, my advice is to slow it right down, date other people, and when you feel sure, end the relationship. Right. First question, are you you, or are you someone else? Well, uh, what I, I find interesting <laughs> is, like, just just date someone else, bro. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, that is the answer, isn't it? Um, but when is a woke fish not a woke fish? Well, when it doesn't matter to you. If someone says that they're vegan, but you find out they occasionally eat a box of fried chicken, like they're very drunk or very sad, uh, they're not necessarily woke fishing you, they're just human. Right, so how hate the sin, not the sinner. That's yeah. where we've arrived at. There, <laughs> they're just human. Everyone's human. Everyone sins by eating that box of fried chicken, even though they claim yeah. to be vegans. I love it. I love. It is just a religion. It is literally a religion, right? I,
1: I think it's a good. It's a good thing that it happens. I, I obviously <laughs> I don't agree, but I think it's ultimately good yeah. because people will get get so bored of it, and they will see yeah. that what we are saying. And uh, many, let's say, people are really averse because they don't like change. They don't like to mm. uh, listen to bad news, and they don't like to say no, no. They, they say no, no. There's no problem with the woke. You're magnifying it. All this. I, I want them to see
0: this on. I want them to see it on their dating life. I want yeah. I want every conversation they have with every prospective romantic partner to be an interrogation into Black Lives Matter. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, May 2023. Forbes put out this article again. This is apparently still a, a persistent and on-running problem for members of this progressive faith. Uh, woke fishing still an issue, and three dead giveaways you're dealing with a woke fisher, according to a psychologist called Mark Travers. Well, this will be interesting. Number one, they seem to agree with you on every aspect of every issue you are passionate about. Wait a minute. The the first one. She was going on about how he keeps arguing the case with me. I'm sick of him arguing. Zoe was not happy about it. Sorry, Zara was not happy about this. He keeps arguing with me. And instead, okay, so he gets to the other side. No, he just agrees with everything. It's, oh my God, I can't even agree with you now. For now, I'm a woke <laughs> fixture as well, right? <coughs> just, you're, you're just guilty. Yeah, Exactly. That's exactly. That's you, narcissism at play. Again, point one of the Catholic Church, you were born sinful. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, <laughs> th- this is a way in which they want to uh, be narcissistic and manipulate their dates quite possibly yeah. uh, they say what you want to look for in a romantic partner is compatibility that is not overly dependent on agreement <laughs> good, good luck um, you want to look for someone who you can have pr- productive discussions and help you explore different unique perspectives on the issues you care about <laughs> but there are no unique perspectives on these issues in the same way there's no unique perspective that the christian has on whether jesus rose after three days yeah but there's no unique perspective on All Christians agree that that's the case. All woke people agree that gay people are being oppressed by systematic structures of systemic systems. Uh, you know, it's they. There are these points of faith on which there is no unique perspective. For instance, if you are someone who cares deeply about equal pay, jeez, it just sounds weird. Like, it. I. I can't take any of this seriously anymore. Right? Yeah. A compatible partner. Would like also likely believe that people need to be compensated fairly for their work regardless of gender. Is that really a political position? I think that people should be compensated fairly for their work. It's like I well, think the that, slave owners disagree, but yeah. like I don't go on many dates with slave owners. <laughs> Sorry, please. No, no. The, the, it seems to me that basically they have nothing to write, <laughs>
1: yeah. and they want to basically rephrase the current problems—problems <laughs> yeah. problems that you know, the, no perennial problems like you no. Know, how do you know the person yeah. who you are dating actually wants you, or is lying to you? And they're completely rebranding it and
0: rephrasing it in terms of uh, catchwords yeah. th- that sell. And so that—that's what a normal piece person will do: is is have a nuanced argument with you. Um, a woke fisher, on the other hand, is likely to simply agree with you and not offer their real experiences, thoughts, and perspectives on the issue of equal pay. Maybe they just agree with you. Maybe they're just a zealot feminist and they totally agree. So if you say no, you're you're not eligible for, yeah,
1: for dating, but if you say yes, you're a woke fisher.
0: <laughs> but also, like, just be happy you got the, the win that you wanted, right? Uh, additionally, it's not necessarily the level of agreement between partners that determines a su- successful relationship. Although previous pieces of advice have told us exactly that. Um, But rather the ability to communicate and navigate disagreements in a healthy manner. Ah, yes. And if there's one thing that woke people are absolutely famous for, it's navigating disagreements in a healthy manner. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to be protesting your own partner by the end of this. (laughs) Number two. They seem to only have a superficial understanding of the issues they claim to care about. That really does summarize a lot of woke people, doesn't it? They're going to ask many questions. They will. Woke fishers may try to impress you. I love that they use woke fishers as if this is a constituency, as if there's a community of woke fishers. You get around every Sunday and like, look, how can we fish the wokest, right? Because they're so sexy, we just have to try and sleep with them. But uh, we don't. We need a strategy, guys. This is a yes. group strategy, right? Yeah. And so you can identify the woke fishers who have been coordinating against the woke. They need a flag. Yeah. the flag of the <laughs> yeah. wo- flag of the woke fishers. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. they do. They do need a flag. Yeah. I will put that flag in my bike. <laughs> and they need to have a flag protocol. Yes. Yeah, yes. Awesome. No. No. Absolutely. Yeah. I want a woke fisher flag. <laughs> uh, I assume it's going to be uh, literally like a Christian fish with the trans like flag over it. But anyway, uh, woke fishers may try to impress you with buzzwords and slogans about tr- without truly comprehending their meaning. Oh, my God. So every woke person has never been rendered a woke fisher. Like, buzzwords <laughs> and slogans without truly comprehending their meaning or having a surface-level understanding of complex issues such as systemic oppression or privilege. They may only engage in superficial activism such as posting about social issues on social media or attending protests without actively participating in social justice efforts or contributing to meaningful change. So every single activist online... Is a woke fisher according to this rendering question are you blind to your
1: <coughs> to your group prejudice but, if but, you say yes you're not eligible but this if you say no you're lying yeah exactly he, heads
0: i i win tails you lose invasion um, of the woke fishes yeah nice. but look they may engage in superficial activism such as posting about social medias on social me- uh, on social issues on social media or attending protests well that's literally all any of them do yeah. So, like that, the entire movement is now a bunch of woke fishes. It takes right? one to no one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, they say genuine social awareness requires more than just a knowledge of popular terms and ideas. I love this gatekeeping as well. I'm a big fan of gatekeeping. I think everything needs to be gatekept to keep yeah. the normies out, to keep the, the fakers out, the uh, those people who are just doing it for clout. Uh, it requires deep understanding and commitment to racial equality equality and justice. If someone seems to be faking their woke persona just to get with you, it's important to be extremely cautious and take things slow. Uh, Number three, they are obsessed with their social media present and inconsistent with their opinions. Every woke person. Every woke Every woke person. But also... It's 100 out of the 90. But also the inconsistent with their opinions. That's quite a difficult thing to maintain when your doctrine changes every 5 minutes. Yeah. It's a constant roiling like cauldron of change. Like the what was woke 5 years ago is now right-wing extremism. Yeah. To those woke people. Like there are so many different constituencies of woke who have been salami sliced out of being properly woke. I mean the turfs are the best example, obviously. Insane radical feminists right up until right up until only a couple of years ago when it became apparent that actually the concept of woman is abolished in woke theology. Like, unbelievable. Like, oh, you've got to be consistent with their opinions. No one, no one on the left is consistent with their opinions. I think And it's, it's not even their fault. <laughs>
1: it has to do with uh, the, the groups in identity politics being completely yeah. incompatible.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, but it's not just that. The, the constant sort of roiling nature of the ideological debate that's happening is constantly thinning out like the, the strata of the ideology. Like, I saw, a, a couple of years ago, I saw someone post uh it's transphobic to have gender confirmation surgery (laughs) but hang on no no they're right they're absolutely right because if they aren't if the if gender, gender confirmation surgery is appealing to uh preconceived traditional notions of what it is to be a man or a woman right yeah you want breasts because you want to be more like a woman but what makes you think and we're at the point now well we're birthing persons now You know, we're we're uterus havers now. There's nothing intrinsically woman about having a uterus or having breasts. So a woman can have a penis now, and that's just as much of a woman as uh, anyone. So anyone who has had trans surgery will eventually get to that point where they're like, hang on a second. I was actually participating in a reactionary uh, fetish or ceremony in order to seem like a traditional thing, which is totally now anti-woke. So you can see the salami slicer of progress has got yet more people are now, you know, on the floor. And so, like... Confusion is the end goal. Absolutely. Well, the abolition of all categories is the end goal, right? And so those people who transitioned, well, that inherently presupposes categories that are immutable or established by nature, which is very reactionary and anti-progress. So, like... I just feel bad that they're now expected to have consistent opinions. I feel, I feel kind of bad for them. You know, I mean, people, a normal person living a normal life has inconsistent opinions yeah. that they, you know, change over time. They, I used to believe that then. I don't believe that now because they've learned and grown. But the problem that the woke have is that the ideology is changing at such a rapid pace that even if you feel that you've been consistent, you're no longer woke. And so now you're a woke fisher. Yeah. And now that person has to break up with you. just It's just bad luck, right? Uh, <laughs> I said. I'd feel bad for them if it wasn't so comical and stupid, Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll leave that there because um, well, the last bit. Being aware of the the conclusion is being aware of the signs of a woke Fisher can help you avoid potential heartbreak and disappointment. How long do woke relationships really last when all you have in common is your religion? You know, really. Remember that genuine social awareness and progressivism is about more than buzzwords or surface-level activism. By keeping these dead giveaways in mind, you can better navigate the world of social justice dating, and find a partner who shares your values and commitment to social justice. God, I'm so glad I'm married. There's no other. There's nothing other to in their uh, of value in their
1: lives. No, it's mean, just all of it. Social justice. There's nothing else of that. I'm, I'm, I'm getting frustrated, but as I said before, I think that it would be a good idea if this, if this article was a bit more influential in the woke camp because mm. it will make them ask more, demand more out of the people that they want to date. And finally, they would be doing our job for us. Well, They, already, they would be convincing people that, you know, we are insufferable.
0: We already, are insufferable. Yeah, but they're already basically undateable, right? Because, like, there's a remarkably high number of woke people who just deeply unattractive and then they're like ah but that's fat phobic how dare you whatever right yeah and so they they marginalize themselves out of the dating pool i mean like dylan mulvaney was complaining the other day that no one is messaging them to go on a date with them it's like i mean don't know what to tell you don't know if i can help but um best of luck anyway we'll leave that there let's go to the video comments Regarding your segment on Friday, May 12th, 2023, the uh, Irish government going insane, what's to stop someone from simply emailing hateful material from a burner account to somebody and then accusing them of possession of hate speech stuff? I mean, it's like the easiest political assassination you could possibly do.
1: Literally Nothing, nothing, nothing unfortunately, nothing.
0: <clears throat> Carl's Friday section on the Madness of Canada hit home with me. As someone who moved here fifteen years ago, I have been able to watch a large portion of the slide. Trudeau is currently trotting out the spectre of abortion rights to try and recover in the polls against the Conservatives who have said nothing about restricting access. (laughs) Trudeau could make a law guaranteeing it, but he needs the uncertainty to use as a cudgel. He wants Canadians to clamour for state control. Everything within the state, nothing outside of the state, nothing against the state, is a workable description of the doctrine of fascism. Trudeau is a fascist, just like his darlings of the Chinese Communist Party. I would like to hear more about uh, an Englishman's experience in Canada. Actually, if you w- uh, would care to send us any more video comments on it, because like I said, I've never been to Canada, and I I view it very much from the outside perspective. But my God, it looks mental. I've I've been to Calgary for a for a conference. Oh yeah, and it was uh, it
1: seemed in the beginning I thought it wasn't very woke, mm-hmm. but then all hell broke <laughs> really.
0: Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Uh... And it had the lovely zoo. I must say. <laughs> Right, uh, Malicious Compliance says, Question. I'm seeing a growing trend of leftists attempting to debate again. In the early days of don't debate the right, many seemed to implicitly understand that this tactic of not debating was because they knew they couldn't win the debate. Now, though, there are people having grown up in a bubble believing that their ideas are actually legitimate and thinking they can argue to victory. Is this a positive sign, in your opinion, or just short-term tactical blunder on the part of the woke cult? Right, so I've, I've been seeing a lot of this too, and I view this as them perceiving... That there is a kind of uh, social wind against them, right? There are people who are just, um, they're being just called woke, right? you woke, and I'm not having anything to do with it. And so they are locked out of whatever they were trying to achieve. Yeah. You know, it's like, we're not gonna hire a woke person. Pronouns in your bio, like people, in fact, that's a great example. People with pronouns in their bios tend to get hired less. So yeah. why? Because someone sees that and thinks, oh, problematic person, Psh, gone. And actually, we're allowed to discriminate on those grounds. That's the last ground we're basically allowed to discriminate on. Are you a woke prat or not? And we don't have to hire you, you know, if you're woke, right? Uh, And so I think that what they're seeing is their general sort of marginalization from normal people and access to wider society. And uh, the, the things that they want to have are being essentially just ignored by people. And, you know, I think they're finding themselves isolated and i think they want to try and argue their way into um normal circles again frankly i think that's what they're aiming for i think they feel there's a loss of influence on their part and i think they think by debating they're going to get it back um i mean personally i say argue with them because their positions are effing stupid and everyone knows it which is and they know you are exactly right they start they stop debating because they knew they couldn't win the debate like all of the debates they had just made them look stupid and made their position, like, even if they didn't defeat the person they were debating with, their position, like, Lance of the serfs on Tim Pool the other day was just like, you know, Lance yeah. may have walked away from that feeling like he'd won or something, but, like, every, like, you know, 90% of the audience was like, oh my god, this Lance guy's a freak. You know, what an absolute lunatic. This can't be your average leftist, can it? And it turns out that it is the average leftist. I think in general, I'm in favor of
1: debating, but I mm. think there are some issues that shouldn't be debated. I do but agree. There, there is there's one question I have, and I haven't made up my mind, that sometimes even in ridiculous issues, mm. sometimes it's, I don't know if it's good to let the other person embarrass themselves
0: well, I mean, it. I, I suppose it depends what the issue is. Yes, um, but g- generally, I'm okay with that. I'm I'm mm. quite happy to hear the argument for almost anything. But uh, like, I, I
1: must say also that there, there are some traps that they do, and Connor ha- uh, faced one. Oh, did he? Yes, because he Connor went to debate uh, some people on the hmm. issue of coronation and the. Oh yeah. yeah. Who was it? Uh, the Bridget uh actress. I I know the well, I, one of the actresses did, yeah, in, yeah. who played in Bridget Who is, by the way. Just incredibly low quality. Uh, It's just, just don't watch it. Uh, She said that uh, it's a terribly white family. Oh yeah. And he went to debate uh, some people about it, and they cut some of his responses. Yeah. It was a pre-recorded
0: debate. Yes, I mean, so yeah. I mean, you're never going to get honesty out of these people and the yeah. media that supports them. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I think uh, having having the debates on social media yourself is actually one of the best ways. Because you don't know what's going to go viral, right? Yeah. And oh, I, I see a lot of like, you know, three or four Uh, post exchanges that get screenshotted and then go viral because they just express the insane mindset of these people. And it's worth having that out there. It's worth the people being able to see it. And honestly, I find it quite fun just to watch them get to a point where they know their position's indefensible and uh, they've got nowhere to go. Anyway, Joan of Arc says, From abortion to no-fault divorce, children are the sacrifice for the selfish desires of adults. This is why I'm a female who absolutely despises feminism. Yeah, but that's exactly right, though, isn't it? You know, that's exactly right like it's the the children are the ones who suffer from this and now you've got a bunch of post hoc like studies going oh no actually everything's fine the well-being of the children is fine it's like no they end up with worse life expectancy worse like worse worse outcomes to be expected they've got lower IQ they've got more mental health issues they have trouble forming relationships all these other things but they self report a perfectly a, a normal level of well-being so like you know 1 out of 10, They report five like everyone else. So yeah, but they don't know what they've lost.
1: It's it's an extreme emphasis on autonomy because we hear many 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 people saying, "Oh no, I don't want family because it sacrifices my autonomy. It violates it." They don't understand that the the very idea of of human relationships involves, let's say, the autonomy. You could say the the choice in some Mm -hmm. cases to become dependent to other people. Yeah, it's not a family is. An institution where everyone depends on everyone else in all sorts of ways. We should resist the tendency of watching only money and saying, "Oh, I'm uh, I'm let's say financially dependent, so every I'm, indep- yeah. I'm, I'm completely the other person is not dependent." I I
0: hate this. Uh, oh, I can't afford to have children as well. And it's like no, you can right because you spend you know however much a month a, a large section of your budget each month, going out, doing this, doing the other. But you don't want to do those things when you have children. Your priorities change. Like, I don't want to go to clubs. I don't want to go spending my money on drinking or takeaways every night and stuff like that. That's just not a desire that I have. You know, the amount of, like, my children aren't actually a great expense. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Dan says, My five-year-old has started coming up uh, to me recently and telling me that she never wants me and mummy to split up. It turns out one of her little school friends' parents was splitting up and it's affecting the kid enough that the distress is now being transmitted secondhand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maureen says, Fun fact, in single mother households, the effect of a missing father on the child are clear and awful. In single father households, however, the percentage of children who turn to criminality is about the same as in households with both parents. Well, that's because the father is the lawgiver of the house and he is the one who keeps the children in line. Uh, with the voice all fathers have the voice uh, from dune yeah no it literally yeah. is it literally is the voice and when you S-
1: stay out of jail
0: yeah you and i mean like you you don't even notice that you're doing it, and i can't do it artificially either yeah. right but as soon as soon as my kids start misbehaving it just comes like yeah. it's just it just flows it's literally like from dune Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it really is and uh, and the and honestly women just can't do it right because it comes from the chest it's like your voice goes down a register and it becomes harsh and deep and you can feel the power of the voice and it's women just can't do it it's a man thing men do the voice i'm i'm sure that's 90 percent of controlling children is the voice Uh, Laurentum says, uh, I've been a single father of two teenage boys since my wife succumbed to a rare terminal heart disease toward the end of 2019. I'm sorry to hear that then. It's worth bearing in mind that not all single parents have chosen to be so. Yep, that's correct. Uh, To coin a phrase, a room full of single parents can be diverse. Uh, That said, as much as some proportion of single parenthood is inevitable, it can rarely, if ever, be as effective as dual parenting. As to put it simply, two sets of hands are better than one. Yeah, well, I I was trying to make it clear that I was talking about elective divorces, right? That's why I brought it up. Obviously, Tragedy notwithstanding, right? And this, and there's and nothing you can do about and it. And we
1: said in the beginning that uh, it, it doesn't mean that there are in some cases where it, it's,
0: uh, yeah. you know, there are some problematic yeah. households. So yeah. mean, it's yeah. probably better to not have the alcoholic abusive father there, of course, than have him there and struggle yeah. on, you know. Um, but like, that's just not the majority case of single parent households, unfortunately. And, and
1: well, that many governmental policies try to create the idea that.
0: Yeah. The default position is that all these positions are like that. Sophie says, the advantages of being a single mother with a woke guide. uh, One, you get to demand child support from your baby daddy, but he may not pay. So two, you get to demand social security from the government. Three, you get to call yourself a victim on social media, but also be a strong independent woman who's dependent on baby daddy and daddy big government. Yeah, very deprived. Uh, Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? It's mental. Uh, X, Y, and Z says, shame. We need to reinstitute a sense of shame in people. Well, that's why they complain about the stigma, actually. That's, that's what the stigma was for. Uh, uh, RJ says, I think single-parent households affect children in different ways. My wife was brought up with just her mother, and she was in no way delinquent, and her grandmother and sisters to look after her. That said, she does have social anxiety, so I can understand it, if it did have some kind of impact, but it's definitely not something that's black and white. Yeah, I totally agree. It definitely affects men, and, uh, boys and girls differently to how it affects... Um, You know, they're they're different. Um, And of course, you know, she didn't become a delinquent. But like you say, she has anxiety. Whereas a young man may not have anxiety, but he's much more likely to become a delinquent. Rue the Day says, let me tell you hardly anyone I knew who grew up in a two-parent household. uh, And my God, does it affect us. There were rich kids with a single mother who turned out even worse than us, who walked into school in gaping shoes. Money is not the issue here. Uh, it, It may not be the only issue. I think it is an issue. Um, but it's not the only issue. Uh, someone online says, single mothers raise criminals by and large. They do for the boys. Uh, I was one of the only people in my school with a mum and dad, and I was the only one not drinking and smoking weed and getting syphilis. Yeah, I know. Um, Andrew says, note the bias of the author trying to validate their childhood as being the product of a single parent household. I guess author bias doesn't matter if it pushes the narrative. Uh, <laughs> good point. Good yeah. point. I should have picked up on that, actually. Um Matthew says, Lord forbid anything have a negative stigma attached to it these days. You might offend someone by rightfully calling out their bad choices. Except being conservative, as we all know, anything to the right of Bernie Sanders as a white nationalist in the MSN now should be condemned as an evil abomination. Yes. Baronville Mohawk says, 20 million single mothers raising the entire family after their deadbeat husbands ran out of cigarettes. No, one, no wonder civilization is crumbling. Uh, George says, Unfortunately, there are financial benefits of being a single mother. And I tell you what, right? This, this is so preposterous right that tony blair's labor party did not have a cap on the amount of money they were prepared to give single mothers okay and so they would give them like a certain amount and then 500 pounds a month for every child that they had you're going to get loads of fatherless children and this is something that women on council estates i coming from a very working class background women on council estates are very aware of this but yeah. they know if they just get pregnant, the government will give them a house. If they have another baby, the government will give them 500 extra quid a month. They know this. you know, And so it incentivizes this. And uh, that is just atrocious. The Conservatives actually capped it at 25 grand a year. Okay. 25 grand. That's the cap. I oh, I hate this country so much sometimes.
1: <laughs> Let's go to comments on the second segment. <laughs> Alpha of the beaters. Chicago voted for no border wall. Chicago voted for mass immigration. Chicago voted to become a sanctuary city. That's totally true. Chicago didn't vote for the consequences of its actions. Yeah. It's like the statement that I don't remember who said that. You can uh, can choose to evade reality, but
0: you cannot choose to evade the consequences of, yeah, evading reality. Again, I'm not a Randian, but that is a very fine quote.
1: Yeah, that's a good quote. Yeah. Yeah. Bleach Demon. The left bringing back slavery, one illegal immigrant at a time. Ignacio Yunqueira, Don't come into my country. Take advantage of my system. Take a job in my community and diminish my political voice to then have the audacity to cry because I demand you to be documented and legal.
0: Oh, it's mad, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Baron von Warhawk. Do you know what the worst part about the Chicago video is? After everything that has happened to them, and no matter how much illegal aliens are yeah. dumped into their neighborhood, they will still
0: vote for Biden again. Yep, they—they they are going to. You know they're going to. Like it's insufferable. It's—it's it's, it's the same as in this country, though. Where it's just this area votes for this party and it always has and always will. So. I think, generally speaking, it seems to me that
1: people vote for whatever they think that it's going to affect them positively. So I think that if they think that Biden's position is going to affect them, they may. I don't know. Because it's not ultimately about. I I don't think it's about what beliefs are ultimately. I I don't think so. Perceived self-interest.
0: I don't even think it's that. I don't think it's that complicated. I think it's literally habituation. I, I think, think it's just habit. I think that they've just always voted Biden. They can't imagine. They, they've got an emotional revulsion to voting for the Republicans because for some reason the Demo- well, you know, they bought into the idea that the Democrats actually care about them or something. And so even if the Democrats are ruining their lives, ruining their communities, you know, crime's through the roof, economic prospects are down, house prices are down, everyone's leaving, the community's falling apart. They're not going to be like, well, I'm not going to vote Trump. He's racist. It's like, okay, well, then just and that is why Biden went
1: uh, on a university lecture now, and he or not a ceremony, not lecture, yeah. and he was
0: saying that the enemy right now is white supremacy. But the thing is, like, if like, what would be the? I, I always want to ask them, what would be the effects of racist governance? In your opinion, would it be uh, deprived communities? Would it be high crime rates? Would it be a lack of law enforcement? Would it be would it be a lack of security in your own life, economic opportunities. And if you have all of those problems in your communities now, well then, is that not the racist administration that you were fearing, you know? But of course, you don't get to raise those sort of questions, do you? Sophie Liv, yeah,
1: I keep saying that. If anyone should be against open borders, it should be the black communities. Because yeah, when people celebrate that whites are being replaced, blacks are too. The people coming in are Hispanic, and they don't care about blacks. All those, you're racist, and Black Lives Matter have no effect on the Hispanics. So opening (laughs) the borders are spelling the dooms of black people first. That's a great point. The Hispanics aren't susceptible to white guilt. (laughs) I I will say an analogous, I will make an analogous point. It seems to me that I I can't understand why really woke people are in, in favor of mass immigration, especially in Europe. I don't know if you... Because they think there'll be a persistent, controllable
0: underclass. That's why.
1: Yeah, and maybe they they think that, for
0: instance, uh, the other groups are going to tolerate them. They're going to make them tolerate them, but they think that the immigrants will always be controllable and dependent on the government. Uh, whereas, of course, we're seeing in France at the moment that these people aren't controllable.
1: And uh, not only that, but there's an issue that was again explained by the video, that it's also an issue of numbers. If you're... The, Numbers of the (coughs) group, the host group, dwindle, and the numbers of other groups rise, and especially when there aren't uh, cultural continuities. It's literally significant cultural continuities that have to do with respecting tolerance for the last four hundred years after the Reformation in the Western world. I mean, it's when there's when there is a lack of this, let's say, cultural background.
0: It's. It's just a rest before disaster. Well, it's literally like the Spartans being surrounded by the helots. Like, have you not noticed how few Spartans there are and how many helots surround you? You know, it's like, oh, good point. You know, actually, um, yeah. Okay.
1: Jean of Arc. Uh, sorry, Chicago. You made your bed. Now lie in it. And then try and navigate the massive amount of gun control laws you also voted for so that you can use your. Two-way rights (coughs) to defend yourselves and your families. Mm. I've heard that it's particularly bad there at the moment. It's always particularly bad in Chicago. Alpha of the Betas. Julie... Juicy, Juicy Smollett. Sorry. Jussie Smollett was a prophet. Chicago just became MAGA country. Build that (laughs) big, beautiful wall. Maria Manzi. How to destroy a high-trust and high-responsibility society allow or encourage mass migration. Yeah, that's the quickest way. Baron von Warhawk. Carl, these people were not betrayed by those they voted for. Biden and his minions told them up front what they wanted to do, and they did it. That's a fair point. These people should have read the election promises, but they voted blue no matter who and now must live with the consequences. Next time, don't vote for the leopards eating people's faces party if you want to keep your face
0: no i agree this is what i mean it's not even about the policy it's not about like self-interest it's literally just habitual you know oh we all vote for biden we all vote for the democrats it's just
1: habitual uh diogenes nods chicago communities just learned how their politicians see their minority voter block why wouldn't they screw you over what you're doing what you're going to do vote republican They have immigrant votes to buy. They don't care about people who are going to vote blue no matter who. Exactly right. I think this illustrates that (coughs) even within the camp of those who play identity politics, there is a notion on communities. Mm. They actually don't care about communities.
0: No. An actual, like, rooted community. Yes. Like the one that we saw complaining. They don't care about them at all. Yes. Because to them, community is an abstract collection of people that could exist anywhere in the world. Yes, like, You know, the global LGBT community, the yes. refugee community. So yeah. they
1: frequently talk about the uh, indigenous communities, about the black community mm. and stuff like that. But they don't, they cannot understand what, it, what is involved in a community, a, no, a no. culture, a way of life. Yeah. You know, there are some bonds of sentiment yeah. that people want to, to maintain. Yeah. They don't care about it. No. They, they
0: can't conceive of it. Let me uh, let me grab a, que- a comment here because this is important. S. H. Yeah. Uh, Silver says, "Carl, I would push back on your definition of the comprehensive liberal. For an ideology to be comprehensive, it would be totalitarian, and it would be definitionally anti-liberal. You would do better to differentiate liberalism from neoliberalism. The latter of which is a perversion." Blah blah blah. Right. So that's I didn't coin that term. Uh, that coin. That term was actually coined. Uh, by other liberal philosophisms used by philosopher Claire Chambers, which I'll be uh, commenting on her piece. And it's not that it's not totalitarian. It is totalitarian. But that doesn't definitionally make it anti-liberal. Uh, actually, what it is is the application of liberal values to every aspect of life, um, which means the non-liberal things, such as the family or uh, private associations, uh, they end up getting dissolved on the altar of liberal values, Uh, which is one of the problems that liberalism has, actually – and, uh, this is as we're going to continue further debating, but uh, anyway, let me, uh, let me go to the final section a second. Uh, Alistair says, Hey guys, wanted to finally comment after a few years, say thank you all for the quality work you do on reporting events, the topics you cover in contemplations and the other series. Special thanks to Carl though, as I've been watching since, as far as I can remember during my formative years and a lot of your content has shaped who I am today, especially being a Stoic and contributing to your community. Thanks uh, to this. Uh, I just got engaged five years After five years, to my soon-to-be wife, become a dual tradesman, now uh, finally earning a fair chunk of coin out in the gold mines of Western Australia. I've been lifting for 10 years and joined the army Reserves. Thanks for everything. Man, that's amazing.
4: Congratulations.
0: Well done done on all your hard work. Um, (laughs) uh, Ilovic L says, regarding woke fishing, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought no one knew who woke was, or what woke was. Despite no one being able to define it, people are able to seek it out while dating, and others are effectively able to fake it. Great point. You know, suddenly we don't need to define what woke is, do we? Uh, Kevin says, "What utter bollocks! Uh, what woke person is open to debate on their views?" Uh, that's the thing, isn't it? It's not debate on the views they want. What it is is essentially ideological refinement. Yeah. Like I need a, a greater understanding of Christ's sacrifice, not whether Christ sacrificed himself or, or not. Right? That's what they mean. Um, Brian says, "Woke fishing is nothing new." I told the missus I didn't like football and didn't. Uh, and didn't watch much telly. In my defence, she was wearing a low-cut top sh- tight shorts, so I would have said I was an astronaut if who'd been to Mar- Mars. If I thought it would have worked, it uh, worked. Yeah, well, that's men for you, isn't it? <laughs> Ignacio says, "God, I am grateful for getting together with my girlfriend back in 2014. After knowing each other from school and bypassing the entire dating game, because I'd rather be alone. Try and find a partner in today's climate. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine how awful it'd be. Well, like, I think dating apps are the worst thing that's ever happened, to be honest, to human relations." Like yeah. I, I, you know, when I was like uh, single, like a decade ago, I used dating sites before the apps became a thing, and they were all terrible. I've never used yet. them. They, uh, they useless because no one's what you think they're going to be, and there's never like the expectations are too high because everyone polishes their bio, yeah, and so you know they take the best photo, and so everyone's always disappointed with the person they actually get sit opposite of, and so it's just a terrible, terrible thing. Meet someone in real life. That's the only way to do it. H yeah. R saves slave says when I was in uni, me and my friends always said the blue hair brigade were the easy targets. Conservative right wing women are too modest and have too many standards to bother if you're just looking to hook up. <laughs> uh, that's true, actually. <laughs> you know when they're like, oh well, you should slow down and take something. Like, Come on, look at your constituency. You know they they uber feminists who don't understand that that's uh that <laughs> they they view that as essentially a form of oppression. Um, Bleach Demon says. Give a, date, uh, give a date to a woke fish, and it's a cheap lay. Teach them to woke fish, and it's a lifetime salt. <laughs> Thirteen, Uh Omar says, I think woke fishing is stupid, sexy, conservative cope. Uh, chances are the anti-racists are actually against racism, but the dictionary uses definitions that aren't self-referential. Alternatively, they are correctly identifying the hypocrisy and the leftists, but aren't able to connect the dots. Quite, pos- quite, po- quite possibly. Uh, Lord Nerevar says, Woke fishing is easy because you just need to know a few buzzwords and how to use them in a sentence. I do it all the time on account of having been once in the woke cult myself. It's honestly a good way to move around in an organisation. I've been offered jobs in my sector because of my firm commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, well, I don't doubt, actually, that there's every incentive um, to do that. And if that's the uh, metric by which they're going to promote you, I do not blame you. And I, in fact... Fully recommend that you advance yourself as far as you can and make as much money out of the diversity initiative and inclusion agenda as you can. Screw it. Uh,
1: now people are—it's mandatory. Yeah. Almost every applica- yeah. job application yeah, yeah.
0: says you need to feel uh, fill die sentiment uh, um, statements. Yeah, and uh, finally from as desert rat regarding Dylan Mulvaney, just because you think you look sexy in a dress doesn't mean the rest of the world thinks you look sexy in a dress, and who would want to date a ridiculous political exhibitionist? great question anyway we anyway we'll leave it there folks thanks for joining us we'll be back tomorrow same time same place if you want to support us go sign up on the website and have a great
4: day